Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. And welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host Mads and I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. You'll have to excuse my voice. I've been at a festival for the last few days and it is a little bit croaky, hence the late upload of this podcast. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast and follow me on Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3. You guys have been asking for some advice on your love and life dilemmas, and this week I'm joined once again by my friend Nora, who is an intelligent, empathetic, and pragmatic queen. Nora works in tech sales and is a fully qualified NLP life coach, making her the perfect person to help me answer all of your burning questions. She is passionate about female empowerment and female mentoring schemes within corporate firms. In 2020, she completed an executive program at Cambridge University on female leadership, Outside work, she plays hockey and loves open water swimming. She grew up in the Netherlands, but also has lived in Belgium and Indonesia. Here we go. Nora, hello. Hi. It's good to be back, Maddie. How's life being young? Oh, life being young is amazing. How is life being young for you? Life being young, yeah. Life being young has been proven to be quite good with some challenges every now and then. But do you know, if you don't bleed, you don't grow. That's a Taylor Swift quote. Here we are. If you don't bleed, you don't grow. You know what quote I like is, no, it takes pressure to make a diamond. I love that quote. (laughs) I told you that, didn't I? Did you? I mean, probably. Pretty sure. Let's be yeah, honest. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm full of one-liners, am I not? You are. So, speaking of one-liners, I thought we could go into our speed date round where I've got some fresh questions for everybody listening at home to get to know you a little bit better. So, Perfect. my first question is, what is your favourite movie? So, struggling to pick one. Um, it's hard. Probably Precious. I really love. Oh, depressing though, so I know. depressing. It is, and otherwise I love. I mean, if we're keeping a bit closer to my to my mother country, Bullhead by Michael Roscombe. Really Ooh. good film. Okay, what's it about? What's it about? It's basically about kind of the meat industry where people inject like probably steroid into bulls, and then it's about a little boy's trauma as well it's honestly such a phenomenal watch we have to watch it together Manny. you will love it um boo had by michael roscomp and then yeah probably brokeback mountain i can't watch that film without crying no, do you know what back. i've never even seen brokeback mountain and oh it has my God, i know Maddie. and it's got my guy being a fabulous sexy gay man and i just need to see it it's got heath ledger doesn't it yeah, it does. So, okay, oh. you and I need to plan an evening then where we're going to watch Bullhead and Brokeback Mountain. 
We really do. We need to have a little marathon of your favourite movies. So Let's do it. I think my favourite movie, it depends on genre, but the movie that really kicked off my love of like crime thrillers is Silence of the Lambs. Oh, so, no. So, oh, oh, I can't it's watch so good. that. It, oh, it's disgusting though, Maddie. It's I know. disgusting. But there's just something about the, the guttural, like twisted minds of um, Hannibal Lecter and just... I know Anthony Hopkins at his best, and it's got Jodie Foster being a legend, like strong. I do woman. fucking love oh, Jodie Foster. Like she's that woman great. is a powerhouse. She is a powerhouse, and she's a ginger queen as well. And we love to see it. That's true. <laughs> what did the pandemic and lockdown teach you? Well, quite a lot, I suppose. Um, mm. So I'm a massive extrovert. So mm-hmm. it's taught me how much I love the girls and my social life. Yep. It also taught me I couldn't, I play hockey and I couldn't play hockey for obviously for a while. And it actually made me realize how important hobbies are. I know this sounds very like dorky, but hobbies are actually very important. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, of course, that my family is in the Netherlands and some parts of this year, I was obviously unable to go home due like the travel restrictions, mm-hmm. which I know you have many as well like, yeah. with your parents in Australia. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously I know that the Netherlands, like Amsterdam, London is only a 45 minute flight. Oh, I mean, you you know, it's, it's it, everyone has their own, their own version of what, you know hardship is so but it was more interesting in terms of like a 45 minute flight is so Mm. close yet Mm -hmm. it never felt more like far away than this year yeah so I think the pandemic did something personally to me in how I view distances yeah yeah yeah. I mean I totally respect that I think everyone especially those living away from home sort of had this like penny drop moment when you're like okay it is only 24 hours when there's not a global pandemic so I think other than yeah just respecting and appreciating the distance between me and my family it was don't fall in love with your flatmates and don't kiss them and maybe don't get in a relationship with them but don't I get in a relationship with them don't do anything with them keep them at arm's length don't but to be lady. honest like maddie <laughs> don't a lot of people get with their flatmates like at least once in their life i mean honestly i've, I've never done that which makes oh. me which makes me think that i perhaps like missed a boat somewhere you missed a boat somewhere i've gotten with most of my flatmates but my current house is the most platonic house of all time i love it good on you Maybe that's good then for once, Maddie. Definitely. Um, the next question is, what is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you recently? Uh, I got two. One involves an Apple Watch and the other one <laughs> involves flashing my my breast. Which one do you want to hear? Both. <laughs> so the first one is, surprise, surprise, I work in tech, I got an Apple Watch. And I got oh, like, wow. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I got a voice... You call it voice diction, like dediction. Voice Voice. diction, voice recognition. Yeah, basically voice control. Yeah, I got Siri on essentially, (laughs) and I was having a chat with my friend about Mm. a bloke Mm -hmm. that I used to have a fling with. Like he's a cool, (gasps) he's a cool guy. Yeah, but anyway, my Apple Watch is just (gasps) Siri's just a bit sensitive, and obviously she caught some of my word, like of my words, wrong, and then she starts to dial. No. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> what the hell? I know. And then he was like on my Apple Watch, and he was like, "Hey, Nora," and I was like, "Hey." <laughs> oh my god! And what happened with flashing a titty? You have to tell me about this one. So obviously, I was um on holiday in Mallorca, and it's very hot. And I think we just me and my friend just got, came back from like the beach and obviously mm-hmm. a lot of the time I sunbathe topless <laughs> because yeah. I'm European yeah I'm, it's allowed. I, I'm Dutch and like very liberal 
So um, had like a silk kind of singlet on the back Mm -hmm. of the bike, like the back of the motorbike when we were like (laughs) driving back. (laughs) I know where this is going. (laughs) And like obviously the singlet like came down and like it was all these cars like beeping. I was like, what is this? (laughs) What is this about? Like... Why I just didn't get me? it and then like I looked down and then obviously I saw that the girls came out to say hello <laughs> both of them both of them no yes oh my god not but even do just you know one. if you have it flaunt it Maddie yeah if you've got it flaunt it I mean and I was I was a little bit embarrassed but then I thought you know I was like I got healthy breast like I'm proud of my body yeah it's your body you know what? Get them, get them out if you want to get them out. Free the nipple, I say, and that is tagging Instagram. Let us free the nip. <laughs> well, here we are. It's an Apple Watch, and it's a it's a silk singlet on Mallorca. Uh, yeah, Mallorca. Amazing. I think the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me recently, and this is such a name drop story, but I don't even care. We're at this party recently, and Liam Payne from One Direction was there, and I was oh, like, right, guys, so gorgeous, oh, isn't he so cute? Oh, I was just obsessed a with dish. him. Like he, no, he's not even a mm-hmm. snack. He's a meal. He's a whole entire meal. He's a three course meal. He's oh an entree. He's a precious. main, and he's a dessert. He's the cheese he, board. <laughs> he's the cheese board, and he's the double espresso at the end. Isn't he just divine? <laughs> Sex on legs. So he's over at this table, and I say to the girls, "I'm like, right, this is my chance. I'm going to go up, and I'm going to chirps. I'm going to graft. I'm going to get a date with Liam Payne." And they're like, "Um, okay, good luck." So I slide over to him. I'm like him oh my gosh I love your tattoos and he was like thanks darling and I was like you're actually like pretty fit like you know like you're probably the fittest one here and he was like really and I was like yeah yeah and I was like so are you single at the moment and he's like unfortunately not darling unfortunately not so I had to turn around and go back to this table of the girls and be like yeah look got pied by Liam Payne and they were like, you pretended not to know him and it still didn't even work. But I have to, you know, give you some credit for being so courageous because I do have to say, obviously, you you and I, I mean, I have the pleasure with going out with you sometimes and you, you are great with... Um, chatting up boys because I I mean I'm quite an extrovert but you are not like are on other level like it's just when you when I I think I have no shame shame, (laughs) I know when I go out with you you are just the best win woman like you were like that is a really good title to have you know I mean you are pretty good Um, right, our next question is, what is the best thing that's happened to you recently? Oh, this is quite sad. I don't really have an answer. Um, well, no, I do. I do, actually. Um, I've got a phenomenal promotion at work. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah, so I'm really, really happy about that. Right, our last question is, who inspires you? Good female leaders inspire me um, because when mm-hmm. I see female CEO, I know she's um, paving the way for me to fill that position one day. Mm-hmm. And we're in my group of friends, like I'm obviously like I really look up to all my girlfriends. Um, so I'm really proud of them. But if I have to name like two women, um, Sigrid Gag, a Dutch politician and also um, just a phenomenal debater. And of course, Demela Harris, the, the first US um, vice president, Madam Vice President. Love this from you. I think mine are definitely less profound than that, but um, I really look up to I really look up to female writers. I feel like I'm I'm reading so many 
books written by women that I sort of look up to. Like I'm reading this one by Pandora Sykes at the moment and I've never read anything from her. And honestly, she's so intelligent, so profound. And I'm finding everything I'm reading from her, I'm just like, oh, my God, how have you written this exactly how I've thought about it in my own brain? Yeah, yeah, so good. And, you know, the other day I saw this really interesting quote or more of research, I can't even remember where I saw it, probably on, like, a Dutch newspaper, but that man Mm. must read more by female authors. But men so often read male male authors and I'm like, no, you must mm-hmm. read from a female author, like, honestly. Yeah, I find that weird because I, I find myself always reading stuff written by men. But, yeah, I do think it is so true that men are – I don't know if they're reluctant to read more by female authors, but I think they're just drawn to them. Yeah, it's like an unconscious bias. So I'm now trying, you know, trying to get my brother to to read more from female authors, but he that's what we want. He's pretty good anyway, gotta... maybe because he's my brother and he has a great girlfriend. <laughs> so do you know he's been he's been raised well. We've got to ease them into it, don't this we? Is true. We've just got to start buying all the men in our life female written books for Christmas. <laughs> Would you date a man that doesn't read? Uh, probably not because they probably have shit conversation skills. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Okay, fair answer. Yeah. Why would you date a man who can't read? Can't read or doesn't read? <laughs> can't read. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's taken a bit far. Then do you know? Maybe there's a reason that he can't read. Um, yeah. I'm very attracted to a man that reads. Yeah. 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 It's a huge mood. So. Speaking of huge moods, I am so excited to have you on the podcast, life coach, amazing, strong, independent woman to help me answer the questions that everyone has been coming to me with that I am struggling with, Nora. I'm glad Mm. to have you here. So let's jump into these submissions. So if you're out there listening, I'm so sorry if we haven't been able to cover your submission today, but please keep getting in touch with me. I'm sure it has just slipped my mind. So our first submission is... I had a discussion with my friends about taking someone back after they cheat on you. It seems Mm -hmm. like women always forgive easier than men. Why do you think this is? And do you think it's okay to return to someone who cheated? Wow. That's a big question, isn't it? Huge. Obviously, I often say this, but as an NLP coach or as a coach in general, as someone or like a therapist, obviously, we try to kind of refrain from advice, right? So, Mm -hmm. and obviously, this question is asking for my opinion. So, Mm -hmm going to try to kind of digest it but I think it's actually a very complex question because it hits so mm-hmm. many factors because there's mm-hmm. actually not really one size fits all mm. because I think if we when we think about like long-term monogamy then I do think that cheating unfortunately is something that happens at a large scale mm. um and I reckon if you're able to forgive someone depends probably on the betrayal how often it happened and like the skill and like the situation so mm-hmm. I know people who have successfully worked on their relationship after one of the mm-hmm. partners has cheated. I also know people that have split up because of it. And if mm-hmm. you're looking for more of an like, intellectual framework um, or just a really inspiring lady talking about it, I personally love the work uh, of Esther Perel mm-hmm. on cheating and monogam- monogamy. She mm-hmm. is um, a Jewish Belgium psychotherapist and does an amazing TED talk on uh, on why people cheat. Okay. So I highly recommend her work if you want to learn about this and how often it actually happens. I'll link that in the episode description yeah. as well if you um, want to learn more about that. And I think personally, human beings are messy. And I think most people are good people and want to be good partners. But sometimes Mm -hmm. I think shit happens. Yeah. So that's kind of where I take it. And when it comes to the gender question, 
I refuse to think that men do X, Y, Z more often than women. Mm-hmm. I think that's quite a dangerous narrative that I personally, I don't think is a good narrative to have. So I think mm-hmm. we're in popular culture, do you know? If we look at, if we watch Love Island and we're talking about, oh, the lads are just having like, a, do you know, a lads holiday when they're going into Casa Amor. We just create this habit of talking about men who cheat more. Mm-hmm. But I actually think women cheat too. And yeah. men forgive too, but maybe mm-hmm. it's less talked about. Yeah, I would agree with that. So maybe there is a sense in truth to the fact that women forgive easier, which could have to do with conditioning, that girls are maybe taught to take more crap or taught to, mm-hmm. do you know, to keep the family together. Mm. But that's just a guess. Do you know, I don't have any data to back it up. And I would like to think that both men and women cheat just as much just as much I mean coming from a personal perspective yeah because you've been cheated on haven't you yeah I got cheated on a few years ago sorry to kind of put the finger in the round it's okay like waggle the finger right at me I mean that's why the podcast is called Matt's World but I mean I got (laughs) cheated on about two uh probably three years ago now and then I took the person back you know thought they'd changed they seemed really remorseful but in the end I think it just came down to him not being ready for full-time commitment but also not wanting to lose me so it was kind of wanting to have your cake and eat it too and Mm. obviously it happened again I found out and then I think the second time because I'd convinced all my family and friends that it was all better he wasn't going to do it again and then having to go tail between legs back to them like yeah look I fucked up but you didn't fuck up though Maddie yeah I didn't fuck up but I mean yeah I think it's just so hard to be objective in those situations when you're not sitting in them you know like when it actually happens to you it just feels completely different. But if I am to look back on that situation now from an outsider looking in, I'm like, Mads, you're a fu- you fucking dig it. <laughs> yeah, but you learned from it and you've grown, right? So obviously yeah. I probably gave a bit more of an intellectual uh, answer to, to the question. Yeah. It's just very complex and I think very personal. Do I think if you've been together for six or seven years and you just bought a house and the other person cheats and it was one-off? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you think then you should, like, you know, knock it in the bin? Mm. I, I don't know. I, yeah, who's I to think say? there's also, who's to say? There's also something 
incredibly powerful at mm-hmm. acknowledging that your partner is also a human being has done something extremely stupid. It happens. Right. Our next submission is, I think I'm in love with my best friend. Should I tell them? So I'm actually planning to do an episode on can men and women just be friends. Mm -hmm. But I think for the purpose of this submission, what do you think, Nora? Would you tell the person? Yeah, I think I would look at it in two ways. I think the main question is like, do you want to action it? Because actioning it means that you potentially have to risk to get rejection and Mm -hmm. it will possibly have an implication for your friendship. Mm -hmm. But actioning also means at the other side of fear that you can give something the chance to blossom into something. A lot of the best romances, and this is something I always say on this podcast, they're born out of friendships. So you never know. This is true. So I think you just have to ask yourself, like, how, like, how deeply in love are you? Mm -hmm. Because I personally have this opinion, Matt, and I think if it's more of a crush, Mm. I think crushes are good for the soul, Maddie. In my opinion, they're exciting. I agree. I love the feeling of having slightly like the hots for someone, and then you can daydream about them, and it's a really lovely, harmless feeling, and it just makes your day so much more enjoyable. So. If it's just a crush, maybe consider it, just enjoy it for what it is, which Mm -hmm. is a really lovely, giddy feeling. If you feel like being so in love is also making it difficult for you to be his friend and you actually want to give it a shot, do you know, by all means, go ahead. And sometimes I think if you opened up to that person, depending on how good of friends you are, you can just get past it if they did reject you. I think if your friendship is that strong and it's just something that you can come up against and then look back on in a year's time and be like, remember when that happened, you know, I think Mm -hmm. the worst thing that that can happen is they reject you and say, I never want to be your friend again. But like if you know the strength of your friendship with people. So I think only you know whether it's possible to bounce back from something like that. Yeah, I agree. Lovely. Next submission. This is quite a long one and quite a Mm -hmm. sad one, but Mm -hmm. here we go. I'm in a job I hate and it kills my soul. I've tried to change my mindset, seen it as a salary to do things I enjoy, but it just makes me want to cry. I've lost pride in my work and I just don't really care which is unlike me. I know I want a career change. I search daily trying to work out what I would enjoy, but I'm at a loss. What do you recommend? So I think, first of all, I would like to start with a compliment because, you know, you've reached out to the podcast, so you are actually committed to making a change. You've yes. tried to reframe the problem while, you know, looking more at the, the money side of things. It sounds like, you know, you know that you need to make a change and quite often that's the hardest bit for people. So mm-hmm. great, you've you've gotten to this point, marvellous. Yep. You've recognised it and that is the massive thing. Yeah, but I think now the, now the point is where you are is, right, how am I going to use that energy and I suppose channel it to actually get myself going onto a new, a new journey. And I think quite often it starts with one simple step. Maybe that's signing up for an open evening at like the Open University looking into extra education. <sighs> Great idea. Um, or is there a subject that you've really enjoyed at school and always thought, oh my God, if I can go back to university, I would do that. Do you know, sometimes it starts with just one single step of movement. And then we're mm-hmm. in that momentum. We find 
we found motivation to keep going. And I, I've always found it quite interesting that sometimes people say that motivation comes before you start to do something. But I have found mm. that quite often motivation keeps on going when you've started mm-hmm. something. It's the same with saving, right? You mm-hmm. start to save and you start to see that your money is bulking up in your savings account. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm going to keep on going because mm-hmm. I see my pounds are, you know, mm-hmm. it's getting more and more. So just one single step, what can you do tomorrow that's going to help you get towards your next step? And maybe that is just an open evening at, you know, at university. Secondly, consider working with a life coach because I think life coaches are so good for these kind of questions. Mm -hmm. They can do exercises around core values and core strengths, which perhaps gives you an idea of what you would like to move into. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is an idea. Get on LinkedIn and find some rules and titles of, of, of things that interest you and then schedule mm-hmm. time with people to learn about their job. Mm-hmm. So those are just like free, more kind of concrete actions that you could um, that you could action. I think from my perspective, I was I mean, I've always enjoyed my job and working in media, but I think starting this podcast and realizing what I love doing from the pandemic, like what did I always find myself being drawn to? And it was creativity, whether it's reading or drawing or writing or making the podcast, which is what it ended up being. If you can sort of look at what you're most drawn to when you have spare time and then make that like a side hustle, then maybe you can see your job as a way to just kind of make money and then eventually switch it over if your side hustle becomes successful enough. I mean, that's kind of my plan with the podcast. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm finding that I'm enjoying my everyday job because you know, in my spare time and after work, I get to do the podcast, which is something I really love. So yeah, I don't know, maybe it is sometimes about more of a side hustle than your main hustle. Yeah. And I think that's great advice. And I think also, do you know, we have this very interesting fixation in the Western world that your job must be everything, but Mm. like work is not leisure. It's not a hobby. Work is work. Mm. So I think by the sounds of it, Maddie, you kind of have a good balance where you know that work is not leisure, but you enjoying it enough to kind of keep going. Where mm. I felt this lovely girl or boy that sent in this question, the the balance is completely gone. Do you know? Yeah, uh, you're probably quite miserable. Mm-hmm. So I think also perhaps take some of the pressure off because you decided that you want something differently and you're going to action it. And I think mm-hmm. in these kind of moments in life, I would also challenge you can you swift your perspective because how would you feel or talk to yourself if you would simply trust that one point you will find a lovely job because sometimes when we have that feeling of trusting that it will all be fine and that you will find that dream job or you will find that that amazing person it sometimes takes the pressure off and just lets you enjoy the moment of the journey now I'm not saying this is a fun part of your journey but if you trust that you will find it and that this kind of suffering is necessary to find the next step then maybe that allows you to breathe a little bit more. Yeah, and I guess it just it does take the pressure off. It's it's sort of like anything, like if you're on a diet or if you're trying not to drink or, you know, whatever it might be. The main thing is just trusting that you'll make the right de- decision at the right time. So whether 
you know, you're trying to stop eating junk food. You just have to trust that the next time you're hungry, the next time you go to have a meal, you're going to make the right choice. Or if you're, tr- if you're struggling to stop drinking, you just have to trust that when you're given those two choices between drinking and not drinking, you're going to make the right choice because the more you overthink it, it's not going to change what you end up doing in that moment. So I think you're so right in saying if you can just sort of trust yourself, trust the process and give yourself a break when the moment comes, when the right job comes up, like just trust that you're going to make the right decision for you at the time. And then hopefully that just takes some of that anxiety and pressure off. Yeah, I agree. And I think be gentle on yourself to not beat yourself up, but do not stay, stop taking actions because I mm. think you probably need the actions as well to keep motivated, to keep going. Definitely. So perhaps just say one small step a day. Yeah. Every day I'm going to do something which is going to help me get the dream job. And maybe one day it's just collecting five LinkedIn profiles. And the next day it's finding a life or career coach that can do five sessions with me. And a day after that, I'm going to sign up for an introduction evening at the open university do you know if you just do something small every day it does add up love it love it Nora here is our second last submission I'm struggling with how I view my body and I swing between loving it and feeling sexy and absolutely loathing it how can I change this yeah that's a tough one isn't it Mm. I feel like a lot Um, of women sort of have these struggles and men I guess it's it's sort of a cliche that it is only women I think it's just less spoken about um amongst men but they definitely feel these things too well I think first of all like loving yourself completely or loving your body I mean that's a very ambitious task Mm. right isn't it called isn't it the process of self self love It's, it's never really finished so I think maybe you don't have to love your body you just have to like it you just have to feel good enough in it you know mm-hmm. um because I don't wake up every day and thinking oh my god I'm a divine woman I wake up some days and I'm like ah oh, do you know my my bum looks pretty good good in those Levi's yeah. but then I also have days where I'm like oh my god I feel so bloated so do you know I think that's very normal to one day feel x and then the other day feel y I think you just need to come to a point where in yourself that you feel good enough in your body. Yeah. And what really helps for me, um, and I hope this helps you too, is not looking at it um, as a way of, you know, sexual object or I need to be pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm a bloody he- – I got a healthy body. Mm. Uh, that's that's something to be grateful for. Yeah. So write down three things every day that you're grateful for. Like yeah. I got a healthy liver. Do you know I can eat? I can eat and enjoy the food that I've cooked myself. Mm-hmm. Or my feet have walked me to the park today where yeah. I've met met a friend. Look at it like what is your body enabling you to do rather than looking at a piece that needs to be pretty, that needs to be your beauty is not rent that you pay to, to live in this world. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It really isn't. And also, again, like, look at your body as as you are, like, a small girl. Mm-hmm. Like, you would never want your small kind of version of yourself who's five or six. You would never want her to neck off your own body. Yeah, and I think something that I read as well that was so – it just hit home with me is that, you know – you look back on photos and you think, how did I think that I looked bad there 10, 5, 10, 15 years ago? Like, how did I think I was fat there? How did I think this? How did I think that? But that just proves that it's never been about your body. And we're going to look back on photos from now yeah, and just so strong. Like, yeah. Like the point you're at now, you're probably looking the best 
that you will look in your life. You know, like we could look back in 10 years and be like, I can't believe I wasn't happy then. It's like, it's not about your body. It's just about like the way that you perceive things. And I think, yeah, I, if you just try to have gratitude, that's all you can really do. I really love what you've said about that. Yeah. Look at it as a, it's a healthy body. And also what's helped me with start complimenting your girlfriends with mm-hmm. how strong and healthy their bodies are rather than saying that they look great. Um, I'm not great at this yeah. because I love telling my girlfriends that, do you know, they look sexy and mm-hmm. do you know their bumps and asses or do you know their, their bumps and tits look fantastic <laughs> on a night out yeah. um, or that they're very pretty or gorgeous. But do you know, I think when you then start to compliment other women mm-hmm. on how strong and healthy they are, that helps you in your own journey. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm so grateful for for my mom I'm sharing this because perhaps there are other mums listening to the, this podcast when you have a daughter the way you speak about your body is how she will feel about her body mm. so if you have a child and there's a lot of research about this you can give it a google I will perhaps send you the the, the research on this um Maddie so mm-hmm. you can share it in the in the link yeah, or definitely. like the podcast notes yeah. but how a woman feels about her body is very, um, very much influenced on how the mom talks to herself mm. about her uh, about her body. Okay, yeah, no, that's really interesting. So, if mm. you've got a daughter, do you know from now on, get in front of the mirror naked and be like, you know, woman. I'm a yes. badass woman. I've gave birth to to mm-hmm. a boy or a girl, and I'm. I'm powerful. I got a healthy body. Oh, is that, that is great? amazing. I think, yeah, just being able-bodied, it's easy to forget like how much we actually are capable of. And it's pretty incredible when you think about it. I mean, when you're on the beach, you know, hating yourself in a bikini, you just think there's some people that would love to be on a beach, but they're, you know, not even able to do that. So, But also like, do you know, if we're really talking about inclusivity, all bodies matter. Also, if you're disabled. Um, but I think it's trying to stop looking at it at a perhaps a male gaze Mm. I don't know if this is a boy or a girl but like your body is not there Mm. to please man or like as I said beauty is not the rent that you pay pay for the world if you want to learn more about the male gaze I really like Florence Given her book I love Florence Given I'm it's my dream to get her on the podcast but she's a really high in demand woman so everyone start rallying to get Florence Given on Matt's world because we would be an absolute unit on here I think you guys would be. You girls would be. Our last question is, my boyfriend is moving away and I don't know whether to go with him. Any advice would be amazing. Yeah, so many questions Mm. around this. Um, Mainly, why are you not sure? Um, So I'm I'm quite keen to understand here where Mm -hmm. the doubts sit. Because it's totally okay that you have doubts, right? It's a bit of a, it's a, it's a big, yeah. it's, a, it's a big jump. Um, so are you scared to leave your job, or do you not like the country or the city where he's going? Are you feeling unsure about mm-hmm. the relationship, or are you just someone who prefers to stay in their own mm-hmm. environment? Um, so I think you just need to have a really first like a bit of a a bit of a session with yourself about where the doubt really sits and I think then you need to have a really upfront discussion about what you're both expecting of the move Mm -hmm. what job are you going to do how are you going to make friends how are you going to spend your time together who's going to peel the bills like for how Mm -hmm. long is it like would he be or she would be willing Mm -hmm. or to he in this case a boyfriend um would he be willing then to move with you somewhere else you know I think like get the details of it and uh 
also discuss the other side right if you don't move what is your relationship then going to look like yeah I think just having those adult conversations where you're realistic about your you know five ten year plan seeing if you you know the idea of your future both of your futures aligns and can coexist and you can both be happy in a situation and whether that means both of you need a compromise or both of you need to give up certain things so that you can be together I think the hardest part is that conversation and I've had that conversation and it was put off for far too long and it ended up being an absolute nightmare so I think having that conversation Mm, early on even though it it can be a conversation that ends in heartbreak is you know it's sort of like short-term pain for long-term gain whether that means you stay together or split up yeah and I think that's why I would also recommend first to really do a good checking Mm. with yourself what is important to me like how what am I willing to compromise on because then you can go into that conversation as you call it beautifully an adult conversation then you can go into that conversation speaking your authentic truth and then you know how much water you can add to the wine so you need to have the Mm -hmm. full picture to compare Mm -hmm. both and also in these situations sometimes flipping it right Mm -hmm. uh, helps as well like how would you feel if the boyfriend is going to decide for you and says that you can't come with him yeah how would you feel then I mean because then I would be like (laughs) honey excuse me I'm coming with you whether you like it or not um and I think do you know obviously I always refrain from from giving advice and in or like do you know talking about my personal experience in the podcast also because I like I like to keep my personal life private but um I'm hoping it perhaps helps you so that's why I'm okay to share it but I've obviously um moved for love mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. years ago to London um and I would do it again in would a you? heartbeat no matter no matter the destination um and I will tell you why because the world is such a large place to explore like how amazing if you have the chance to do that with the person Mm. you love and for me um I'm obviously I had a long-term relationship with him and um we're no longer together but we're we're still good friends um and I built a career in London that I would have never had if I wouldn't have moved I've gained so much strength and independence so I would do it again even though we're not together um and do you know to have even a more specific example my mom moved for my dad to Italy in the, in the in the 80s 1980 for for two years for his job they've been married for 33 years and Italy remained such a shared love mm. for the both of them and they both speak so fondly of that chapter of that season of their life so you probably obviously hear it I'm <laughs> biased but for me if love calls for an amazing experience abroad I would always answer that call and Nora do you know what the main thing out of moving abroad is is that you met me and you've done this podcast for Mads World so. I know it was all worth it wasn't it really <laughs> I thank you so much for coming on answering everyone's questions I really hope this has helped some of you listening and even if you haven't submitted a question I've hoped that it's been an interesting listen and that you may have learned something just in case you encounter any of these issues in the future so thank you so much again Nora and we'll hopefully back have you back for another Ask Nora very soon I would love that thank you so much for having me Maddie was mine the pleasure was all mine oh, love you so much bye Bye, darling. I hope you enjoyed my chat with the gorgeous Nora. Please let me know on my Instagram. It's at madsquad.mp3 or on my website if you have any thoughts or stories of your own to share. You can also submit them anonymously. Love and elbow taps. Peace.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.